Welcome to your Journey to Joy podcast. I'm your host, Moira Gorski, and I'm on a mission to help you find joy in the chaos of life. As a retired nurse, multi-passionate entrepreneur, and mom of four adult children, I know what it's like to feel the overwhelm of it all and wonder if and when the joy will show up again. And I've learned it's up to us to go find that joy. On this show, you will hear inspiring stories from those who have overcome all kinds of life challenges, tips on how to stay healthy and vibrant during the ups and downs of life, and simple ways on finding joy in your own life. Let's face it, life is messy, yet when we travel together on this journey, support and encourage each other along the way, that joy starts to show up again. I'm so excited to lead you on this journey of you to find the joyful life that you deserve. Well, welcome back to another episode that I am your host, Moira Gorski, and I am so glad that you're here. And I am committing to uh, coming here myself a little bit more in this second season of this podcast. Um, If you haven't heard the uh, episode where I talk about how I've uh, renamed the podcast and stepping into the second season after three years of podcasting, which I've loved, be sure to go back and listen to that, uh, listen to that episode. Uh, But part of, again, my commitment to this second season is to come and talk more about my journey, my journey to joy, and how it's been a season of a lot of uh, struggle, and a lot of sadness, and a lot of chaos, as I talked about um, in the first season. But I really feel like I know I'm more now in a I'm in a season of more joy. And I really want to highlight that not just about me, but just about how we can you know, highlight, yes, my story and my life here, but also encourage all of you to know that you can get through this season, whatever season you're in, and you can get to that joy. And again, the message always is, we can't wait around for the joy to return, but we do need to be intentional about going to find things that bring us joy. And today I wanted to come and share, um, we're coming off of Easter weekend, at least when I'm recording this, and I had a really tremendous experience at two different church services that I went to um, this weekend. And I don't usually sit and talk about religion and church and things like that on this podcast, but what I do talk about is faith and about the things that anchor me and that I've learned in my life have been so important to me. And faith is one of them. I was raised in the Baptist church. Uh, I went to Baptist church, Bible church. I went to Bible camp. Uh, I would go camping with my family. And in the the parents would go to one like program during the day, during the morning, and the kids would go to another one. And then we'd get together for lunch, and then we'd go hang out at the campground or go swimming or hiking or whatever we did. I had a lot of, again, a lot of church upbringing, a lot of religion upbringing, which, again, anchored my faith. But I think a lot of people experience this. Raise your hand if you think, if you've experienced this. I mean, you're raised in the church, but really, once you leave home and start your own life and start your own family, that's when your faith becomes your own. And that's really what happened to me. Um, And when our daughter was struggling so terribly, and I felt like her life was in danger uh, with her eating disorder. I mean, I found myself literally on the floor in my kitchen 
crying on my knees, crying out to the God that I had learned to believe in, that God, that higher power, whatever, you know, a power greater than myself, and I was crying out to him or that thing, whatever you want to believe, but I was crying out to my God and saying, please don't take my daughter and don't take my business, don't take my life. I mean, it was bad. And that's really, I mean, bad what was going on around me. But that time, that's when the faith became my own. And that I relied and I created that faith and that belief that helped me that day and that day going forward. And so what I want to talk about again is my experience. And if you don't like to hear about church and faith and religion, well, you can just go on to another episode. But I think it's really important to share because again, I've, I grew up in this environment that we had to believe one way. And I don't, I don't think that anymore. I mean, I think that we all, again, should believe in a power greater than ourselves. And we can call it God or spirit or universe or whatever. But I think we should believe because there is something greater than ourselves. And we can rely on that for intuition, for, again, faith, for foundational beliefs that get us through and all those kind of things. So back to Easter. So, I mean, I haven't been going to church too much. I've been going to yoga class on Sunday mornings, and that's been really kind of my church for the last couple of months. It's been helpful as I've, I just love yoga, but again, we'll talk about yoga at another uh, another episode, and there's been plenty of them in the first season with people that have found yoga. I'm going to interview actually somebody in about an hour to talk about her yoga experience through her eating disorder. But I digress one more time. So back to church. And so there was a East, there was a Good Friday service. And I felt called to go. And I asked my daughter and told my husband and no one wanted to go with. And so I went to I went to my Good Friday service. And I go to a church called Compass Church. And um, so I walked in again, very quiet uh, service, you know, about there weren't a ton of people there It wasn't super crowded like Easter. But um, I was reminded when I walked in and I looked up front, I was like, oh, yeah, that's this is the service. So imagine this. They had a big wooden cross and it was laying down, but like propped up against a couple of uh, steps that are there. And I was like, oh, that's right. This is the service that um, that we use the cross and we nail things to the cross. I'll get to that in a second. But I felt that moment. I was like, wow, I'm glad I'm here. So I went and found my seat. And again, it was a lovely service um, and uh, quiet and also anticipatory as we talk about the crucifixion and the waiting period and then the resurrection and what that all means. And so we were talking about that. But really what struck me, there's a couple of things. I'm going to tell you about the cross experience. I'm going to talk about the Bible verse that struck, you know, that really taught, you know, spoke to me. And so the first one is the Bible verse. And this is something that, again, I can't remember during, when it was during the service, and that isn't the most important thing. But what it, what it said, it's, it's Psalm 30, verse 5. And it talks about the weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. Now, again, it was related to the death of Jesus and how there was sadness, and there was, he was gone, and where is he? And then, you know, the the stone was rolled away, and he rose from the dead. So it's talking about that. But I sat in my seat, and I was just over, I was really overwhelmed with 
so much gratitude for where I am in my life and how I feel about the joy that's in my life and what I'm doing with my life and how I'm serving others. Because what struck me is that there there were times that there was so much weeping and there was so much crying and there was so much sadness and angst and chaos with the health of our daughter and the chaos in our family and the pulling our kids apart and just, again, fear and things like that. There was so much time of weeping and lots of it and me feeling like Again, it was taking me down and that stress of that and impacting my relationship with my husband and trying to help everybody and all of this. It was a it was a terrible time. And you can go back and again listen to different episodes in the first season. But it was a terrible time of just a lot of struggle on our daughter's part with our mental health. But part of the reason why I started this podcast was to share my side of things. There was so much sadness, so much fear. And a lot of crying, a lot of crying with my friends. I would call to them. I would send them a message and said, would you pray with me? So much crying, so much prayer. And yet, I feel like the joy has come in the morning. I feel like I'm in this morning time. (laughs) I always get emotional about it. But it was so overwhelming. Like, wow, that's kind of, that's what's happened in my life. And can you relate to any of that? Like, are you in a season of crying of weeping, of prayer, and like, when will this ever get better? Or are you in that season of joy? I stayed afterwards at the service. They said, you can stay here and you can listen to the music. There was a gentleman playing the piano. It was, and I grew up playing classical piano. And um, oh my gosh, it was beautiful. So I stayed for that. But I stayed because I just wanted to take that in, that feeling of gratitude. Like, so many times I'd sat in those those church pews and I listened to the music and I listened to what Jeff said and I cried and I wondered if things would get better and I wrote prayer requests and I sent them in and I put them in the offering and I put them in the app and all of those things and praying with my daughter not by my side, you know, someplace else, in a treatment center, living someplace else, you know, just the family broken apart. So many times sitting in that pew crying either inside or outside and yet the joy has returned and it's not the way that it used to be and I'm still figuring out the joy and I'm still figuring out my path forward but I but the morning has come and it was so and I'm so grateful for that I'm grateful for what this church has provided the message the music all of that I'm I just felt so so grateful And so I want that message to be to you, like, where are you on that journey? Are you in the weeping time? Do you feel like the joy will never come back? And I'm here to say, keep going. Keep putting down that foundation. Keep reaching out to that higher power. Keep praying. Keep thinking. Keep thinking about about what you want to get rid of and to shed so that you can move forward into that joy because it's there. The opportunity is there. Now, the timing isn't always the way that we want it to be, right? Because we want it to happen overnight, right? Or we want it to have happened already. And certainly I've learned that in my journey that we have to trust the process. 
we have to trust the timing of a power greater than ourselves. And it's hard. It's hard to surrender to that. It's hard to trust that. I get it because I've been there. But that's really what we're called to do. We're called to have that faith and to know that the weeping may last through the night, but the joy comes with the morning. So that's the one message. And again, the second one is what the cross signified. So again, they take a wooden cross, a big wooden cross, and they lay it down so that we can go up there after this, after the, you know, the message was given. He said, take some time to sit in your seat and kind of think about what you want to give up. You know, perhaps, you know, your sins, or what do you just want to get rid of? What do you want to just say, okay, I'm done with it. I'm done with that. I'm just going to write it down and I'm just going to nail it on the cross. And I'm just going to, that's it, done. I mean, it's, it is really one of my favorite services. And so I sat and um, honestly, I don't even remember what I wrote down. And that doesn't matter because I was supposed to forget about it, right? But it gave everybody a chance to sit and write those things that we want to get rid of, the things that we want to admit our sins or admit our wrongs or admit that we just don't want to be here anymore. And I found, I saw people crying. I saw people smiling. I saw people everywhere in between. And it gave me a chance to write those things down. And then you walk up to the cross and you pick up this really long nail and they give you a hammer and you hammer it to the cross. It's a, it's an extremely powerful exercise. I love it. And so you do that and then you go back to your seat. And then at the end of the service, which is pretty much right after that, they take with some music playing in the background, they take that cross and they stand it upright and they secure it so that it's standing and they put some beautiful lights on it. Again, it's a beautiful, a picture of what we can do and what all these people that decided to come to Compass Church that night did, that they took the things that they wanted to get rid of, that they wanted to admit their wrongs and the things that just aren't serving them. And they nailed them to the cross and they said, that's it. I want to get rid of it. I'm just going to leave it there on the cross and I'm going to move forward. I'm going to leave it and move forward. And I want that to be a message too, that we can, we can put those things away. And if you haven't, I encourage you to sit and spend some time in meditation and thought, like, what do I want to get rid of? You know, what do I want to just say, this isn't working for me. I'm sorry that I did this. I'm sorry about this. This is what I just want to get rid of. What can we do? You know, Spend some time and think about that and write it down. And you may not have a cross to nail it to, but perhaps you could take that time, write it down, and then take that piece of paper and do something with it. Go out to your fire pit and light a fire and get rid of it. Maybe you just tear it up and put it in the garbage. Maybe you take it and just light it on fire in a little, whatever. Do something safe, (laughs) right? But get rid of it. Be ceremonial in that and get rid of it. Admit to the wrong, things that you're going to get rid of that don't serve you anymore and get rid of that. And know that you're just going to move forward and you do have the chance to. And all of these things that you do, if you choose to do them, they're going to help you get stronger. They're going to help you get rid of those things that aren't serving you and look forward into the future and say, okay, what else now? If I'm not 
hanging on to this. What am I going to do now? What can I do now? What can I choose to do now? And my message always is, you can do it. You can go find, we can sit there, but you also, I want the message to be that you're the journey of you, the journey of joy is the journey of you. Like what you want your life to be like going forward. There's going to be seasons of crying. There is going to be chaos and there's going to be a lot of juggling. And yet I'm here to say, because I've done it myself, you can get through that. And it's, it's tough, but I believe that these things that we do along the way, while we're anticipating the morning, if you will, the things that we do like praying, meditation, spending time in nature, thinking about the things that no longer serve us and committing to giving, giving those up, all of those things, spending time in church, in prayer, the things that, again, all of those, they're like foundational things. As we continue to do them, they make us stronger. And so when that next challenge comes, when the next thing comes that we have to, seems chaotic, we're stronger. We know how to handle it. It doesn't take us all the way down like it used to, right? We're stronger. And so we can say, okay, I I got it. I got it. And it becomes easier and easier. Then another challenge comes. But we can pull onto that foundation. We can hold onto that foundation of these things that we've done and that faith that we have that life can look different to us. It can look like it's filled with joy. It looks like it's filled with the smiles instead of the frowns and the tears and the weeping. It can be filled with joy. And we can continue to move forward with that. That's what I want my message to be to you today. And I hope that you... Um, I hope you heard it and you took it and take what it, you know, I always say, take what, what you want and then leave the rest. But this was such a powerful weekend for me. You know, I went to, um, I went to the Easter service on, uh, on Sunday with my husband and we sat there and, um, just filled again with gratitude, with joy, with peace, knowing that I'm in this season of joy now and it feels good. And it's because, and I'm grateful for what this church has provided for me. I didn't feel obligated to go anymore. Like I used to feel obligated to go. Like I'm going because I get filled there. I get filled with joy. I love the music. And so um, I, you know, I sat in the pew on Sunday, just feeling again, forever grateful that for the time, for the faith, for the things that have helped me get through these seasons. And I want to encourage you to, again, have that, have that reassurance that you can find, you can find the joy and that it's going to be okay. And you're stronger than you think. And nobody's here to, you shouldn't be dimming your light and staying in that chaos forever. You need to move forward into the joy, find the things that bring you joy and being intentional about that. And if you need help, If you're not sure how to do it, perhaps do some of these things. Perhaps reach out to me. But there are, there are steps that are going to lead you forward into those days and, um, and the life of joy. So that's my message today. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. As always, I so appreciate you being here and I appreciate you sharing with others, um, these messages that I share and I look forward to talking to you next time. Hey there, ready to live a more joyful life? Considering connecting with someone who can help you? 
If so, I'd like to be that person. I offer a free consultation where we determine where the chaos is in your life and how you can learn to bring more joy each and every day. Visit my website, moiragorski.com, or simply email me, moira at moiragorski.com, with more joy in the subject line. I look forward to connecting, and I'm here to say there will always be some chaos, which requires a little juggling, but you can find joy and live your life intentionally filled with that joy. Let me help you on your journey to joy. And that's joy, the journey of you.